2: announcement at the front of the show, because I forgot to mention it when uh, when uh, we actually started. Um, we're not going to be talking about Super Strong Star 16 tournament this show, because at the time of recording, none of it had dropped. I think when it's released, probably the first show would have just been dropped. Basically, we're not going to be talking about it, we're not going to spoil it, because I know there'll be those of you out there who want to go unspoiled. So, yeah, enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome to the 18th episode of the Brit Rest Roundtable. I'm Robin Reed, and joined as usual by Arnold Furious. Hello. And this week's guest, Johnny, uh, who you may know as Bose Johnny if you're a part of the wrestling Twitter sphere. Uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh thanks very much for having me on.
2: No problem. Uh, we're going to be talking the recent OTT show over in Ireland as well as previewing the upcoming Angle vs. Sabre. Uh, Angle vs. Sabre York Hall show for RPW this episode. Johnny actually attended um, that OTT show and will be hopping on a flight and joining me at York Hall this weekend. So he's really the perfect guest.
1: Yes, for this particular case, I am the perfect guest, yes.
2: Uh, we'll we'll get straight into it um, by starting by previewing the Angle vs. Sabre Jr.
3: June 12th York Hall show. Before we lo- launch into this, um, do you think the TV is... Is a bit of an issue for them, because we we kind of were, were hyped with the with the TV that they were doing sort of last year, where it was building up uh, on the YouTube show to the live shows. So we kind of had a build up, but now it seems like they're recording stuff, and then you kind of like everyone that's there live goes, "Oh, that was a great match," and then it drops like what three four months later. the
2: The schedule they're running with the TV tapings is. They're running it as if they would have an episode out every single week, but it feels like the the editing schedule, or there, there's some hold-up because it's not coming out every week, and they're j- just consistently getting behind, and then every now and again releasing like a whole show that was meant to be a taping um, just on their on-demand service um, to try and catch up a bit. But uh, there, there's definitely something holding up there, and it, it's meaning the TV isn't quite doing the job that... You know, it's it's probably planned to
3: do. Yeah, because it, it they were doing a they were doing a really good job with it last year when they were building up the the whole Havoc uh, Bodem thing. Uh, that seemed to be doing a, a a grand job for them in terms of building up stuff on the TV for the live events. It kind of hyped everyone up for the for that match. But at the moment, it's like it's just not doing its job for me anyway.
1: Yeah, there's no boys about it at the moment,
3: which is a pity because they've got that great yeah. uh, that great save, slow burn Sabre Junior skill thing going on. It could do with more eyes on it.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: The actual content of the TV tapings from from what we've seen from a few months ago and the the live report seems to be good, but when it's being it? released, so so <laughs> um, is there the PWG problem in a way, or but worse because it's out of yeah, This is as the well. trouble
3: with modern wrestling. It's it's like you kind of want it immediately. So you hear there's a good match, and then it's like, if it's not there, if it's not online in like a week, people forget about it. So I think it almost got glossed over that, that Sabre Jr. Uh, Osprey match they had on their TV, which was like a terrific match, but it kind of almost got when
1: lost. It happened in February, didn't it? And they didn't release it until what? End of April?
3: Yeah, maybe even early May.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a crazy gap between the two. For such a big match.
3: Yeah, you think they'd want to get that out there and hype stuff up. Sorry Rob, I've completely derailed the whole thing already, we haven't even got into the first match.
2: Yeah, you, you heard me say that there was a revolutionist match
3: and yeah. I wanted to, to well, avoid it as, as much as possible. If we can just kind of avoid that one altogether. thing is, you look at the card for this show and like it looks like a really good show, like every single match I'm looking at it thinking, I really want to see that match apart from this one, which I just don't care about at all.
1: Yeah, Garrett's been over here a few times for OTT and he just shows a lot of potential, but like, I don't think in this match I don't really I'm not really fucking forward to it. To be honest.
3: It's just the revolutionists, yeah. it's just Yeah. Uh,
1: I think they bring down everything they're involved in at the moment.
3: It's just dragged on and dragged on and dragged on, hasn't it? The whole yeah.
2: thing. If there's a title change, I'll be happy with it because it gets the titles off the revolutionists. And while yeah. Redmond and Garrett probably aren't the, the team that's gonna blow people away. At the moment anyone will do. <laughs> yeah, every title title match they have, we hope it changes, and it, they've had the belt nearly a year now. It feels longer. I think at the Summer Sizzler, which is about a month away now, that'll mark the year mark, I think. Which is way too long, considering they've had no good matches with the belt.
1: I don't even remember who they beat that night. Was it, was it Redmond and somebody else? Uh, it was Redmond
3: and McCluskey, was it?
1: Yeah. Like, he, like I was at that show and I don't uh, even remember that match.
3: So he was he was subbing for um for Haskins, yeah. Yeah, injured.
1: Yeah.
3: And we all love Jake McCluskey.
2: Yeah. Well thankfully he's not on this card. Um only one match to really gloss over. Um I imagine it will be the opener and hopefully it's as inoffensive as possible. Um because after that this show is well, it, at least it looks like it's going to be phenomenal because it's dynamite every
3: single
1: on paper, match yeah. is just great. It's stacked.
2: Like I, I was, tr- they they don't give a, a card order on the the Rev Pro site. They just release the matches, um, and I on the the run sheet we have here. I, I've kind of tried to put it in order, but there's they're all so, such high quality matches that anything could be like the the semi main, apart from the one we just mentioned.
1: And I think maybe not the Stone and Dunn either, but it, it, apart from that, every, every other match could be.
2: I mean, Dunn has main evented shows for RevPro recently, so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a total shocker. But but yeah, you're probably right. When you've got Chris Hero call. on the card, you're probably not main eventing with. Uh, you're not probably not semi main evented with Pete Dunn.
1: No, and and your call as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. It should still but, be a good match, though. That Martin Stone has lost a, an absolute ton of weight. He looks like he's had malaria, <laughs> but he's kind of like you know chiselled and thin. And like, I've been watching him for wrestle for a very long time, and he's always been like a really big chunky guy. And all of a sudden, he, he kind of looks like he's uh, trying to get under two hundred five for the cruiserweight classic.
1: I assume he would because he still works jobber and matches for NXT now and again, doesn't he? So, yeah, like... uh,
3: Danny Birch. Yeah, so it
1: makes sense for him to be like at least the first round person in the away Classic if he gets under the two hundred five.
3: And he's
2: been getting rave reviews from the work he's been doing um, in uh, down the south of America. So uh,
1: coming yeah, back, a from lot this of people one, I trust. Uh... The, the... A lot of people whose opinions I trust are saying he's having a great six months so far.
2: And uh, this is. I think this is his return match. He may have had one or two um, earlier than this, but he he has been plying his trade major uh, for the majority of the time over in the the US this year, and um, and this should be a great match for him to come back to because Pete Dunn has been doing some tremendous work this year.
1: Yeah, he's in phenomenal form years so far. I, I, like every every time I've seen him alive this year, he's got better every time, and like like the the sky's the limit for him for what I see at the moment.
3: He's very crisp and clean, and he's everything that you really want from a worker. And, like, he's getting he's getting better, and he's getting bigger. Um yep. Like, when I saw him opposite uh, Joe Coffey in, in the OTT show we're going to talk about later, like, it surprised me just how big Dunn was standing next to one of the big lads. So he's he's come along a long way in terms of, like, uh, the, the way he's built himself up, too. He's, he's actually going to make he- Martin Stone look small.
2: I don't know. Uh, Martin Stone's pretty big at the moment. Um, very lean, but... Yeah, I, I
3: think you might be surprised. <laughs> big Pete, we'll call him. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: and then the the next match we have contains Chris Hero, which I am so excited to be able to see live. Uh, it's going to be a first for me, and I am I am absolutely stoked. He's going up against Josh Bowden, a guy I've been very impressed with so far this year. I think he's shown a lot of p- potential. And what better opponent um,
3: for a young upcomer than Chris Hero at the moment? Absolutely, um, Bodem. Like you're saying, he's he's improved a lot. I mean, his year-on-year improvements have been quite drastic. Um, he he came very close to being a most improved wrestler of the year for for 2015, and he might be there again. At the end of this year because like every time i see him he's better than he was before which is something we'll be saying about a lot of people um already said it about pete dunn here's another one here josh uh he's improved a lot um going in there with chris hero will only make him better as well that's one thing that happens when you work with the with hero is you benefit from it and uh, it'll be really good for josh young josh
1: yeah, I have to echo uh, Rob's point about Hero. It'll be my first time seeing Hero as well, so I'm so excited to be seeing him in the flesh. But uh, I think you can put Hero in there with anybody at the moment, and they'd have a great match. Like he's just in that type of form. So I uh, see him in York Hall in that atmosphere. Like, like I can't wait for it.
3: Well, you could you could argue for Hero being up there for Wrestler of the Year.
1: Oh yeah, at least oh, top three. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Seems, seems like a clear front-runner for, for me, at least for most outstanding. Um, yeah. From the business perspective, it, it's hard to tell. That's an indie level. But uh, the matches he's having are amazing every single time out.
1: And everywhere he goes as well.
2: Mm, mm. And Hopefully this will be a, another tremendous addition to, a, to an already stellar resume.
1: I'm going to see him versus Damo in Edinburgh uh, next month as well. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that <laughs> match. <laughs>
3: that should be great. Yeah. Uh, what company is that for? I can't remember. the uh,
1: Discovery. Discovery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that it's should be only, uh, I think coffee is on the card, but I have no idea any of the rest in on the card. So... so, I'm hoping that delivers.
3: I'd, I'd be sold on that match anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love it if Hero got involved with the, uh, the whole Atlas tournament thing in, in progress, if he was... One of the guys that would challenge whoever wins, because he, he is working for progress now. So you know it's not that. Uh, yeah, it, uh,
1: it makes sense. It was like he he, he fit the bill. It's one of the first whoever wins. It one of the first challenges for the title. Yeah, I think
3: uh, Josh is going to do uh, quite well in this match. He is going to take an absolute beating, but yes, uh, killed. <laughs> 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 it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch.
2: Next matchup, yeah. Uh, next matchup is Noam Dar versus Marty Skull. This is one that's actually had a, a bit of build, um, but unfortunately, we haven't seen most of it. Um, as mentioned earlier, <laughs> oh. uh, RevPro TV is very behind. Um, so after after um, Noam Dar beat Josh Bowden to, to win the 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 spot in the Cruiserweight Classic. Again, forgot what that was called because they changed the name. Um, after he won the match against Josh Bowden to earn the spot in the Cruiserweight Classic, he was attacked by um, the the rest of the revolutionists, um, Samuels, um, Castle and Skull, until
3: Zach eventually chased them off. So, that, so there's there's a bit of... Well, he didn't sort of chase them off. He just walked out there, kind of wagged his finger and said, no, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> and they all followed him like sheepishly. I seem, to,
2: I seem to remember on a more recent taping, they they furthered the, the Dar skirl angle a bit, but we haven't seen that, so we're not entirely sure what happened there. Um, another failing of the, the RevPro TV being so far behind, but uh, what can you do? Thankfully, though, this match, just as a standalone match, should be pretty great. Oh, I would have thought so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got two styles that that really suit each other. They're 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 both very technical in their work, very limb work based.
3: So, um... well, the thing with with Skrull is Skrull's going through a run of really terrific matches at the moment, and if he's got someone who is quick, he seems to be able to go through this this rapid fire uh, like counter sequences. And uh, Noam Dar's somebody who can certainly hang with him in that respect so uh yeah should be another good one from from marty party marty
1: yeah i'd be shocked if this isn't a really good match uh marty's on an incredible form at the moment just like i was talking about with hero like he's had some some matches i haven't really well i one match i didn't enjoy it in person this year but it wasn't really his fault uh, at the icw show in dublin but uh like every other match i've seen involved in live he's been amazing so like uh, I'm expecting this and a really good match here.
3: Yeah, he certainly improved his consistency. I mean, when we started doing these podcasts, I was kind of jabbing at them a little bit and saying he's only as good as the guy that he's wrestling. But he's he's kind of coming to his own, uh, like character wise and in the ring. Uh, so he's he's one of the best at the moment. Um, do you
2: think this? this is going to be a win for Marty to, to launch him into um, that title shot that he has earned, but yet to cash in because there's, you know, there, not that the story is getting long in the tooth, but uh, there, there needs to be some level of progression fairly soon. I, well, um, it
3: seems like it's a real slow build that they're going for, that they want to slowly, slowly build it up and drag it out as long as they can. Maybe have them tag again on another big show. But there is a slight problem with that, and that's the cruiserweight classic. And if Saber's going deep into that tournament, then there's a chance they've signed him. Um it might be the kind of deal uh thus if it comes through, uh it might be the kind of deal that that like Champa or Gargano have. So he will be able to continue to defend the belt. But if it isn't and they want him over there full time, then where does that leave Rev Pro and their their title situation?
2: Yeah, I, I love a slow burn storyline, but uh, you don't want to burn it too slow and uh, then not get the payoff because uh, he's off to Orlando.
3: Yeah, well, if, if he is, then that's going to be a difficult balancing act for Rev Pro because they really want that, that angle to pay off. It has to be Skirl versus Saber Jr. at some point. And if Saber Jr. isn't there, they're kind of screwed.
2: And you'd think it would be at a York Hall show, but Marty's already got a match at the Summer Sizzler, so that leaves it until um, Uprising, which is generally in the... It's
3: October, isn't it?
2: October, or maybe even later. Um, it depends, year on year. But um, is Zach still going to be around then? Um, I
3: don't know. Well, if hopefully. he does sign, um, like I say, he might have an open contract where he can still work indie dates. Then might let him finish up his... Uh... Uh, commitments that he's already made, The like, WWE started to get good like that. They used to be complete arseholes, but now they, they generally let people just work on the indies as long as it doesn't interfere with their bookings. Um, so as long as it doesn't conflict with something that they want him to do, then it might still happen in October. But, yeah, we shall see. Maybe you'll see some kind of angle development um, at this show.
2: If it had been me, I probably wouldn't have announced the the skull match for Summer Sizzler yet. Just to to leave that that, that potential for the match happening there, um, out there during this show and then announce the Marty match, um after uh, the Marty match for Summer Sizzler against Mike Bailey, I think it is, after this um this Angle vs Sabre match. Uh Angle versus Sabre show. Um because then if you do play off an angle, um, there, there, there's more... Because C- going into this show, we, we kind of know that, that it, there's g- nothing going to be announced immediately because there's there's that big gap between now and whenever Uprising's going to be, which I think is when we all think the match is probably going to be, right?
3: I would I assume have so. It being the biggest show of the year, you would you would have thought it would be Uprising.
2: I mean, unless, of course, they announce another York Hall show Sooner, which you know would be that would be five York Hall shows in a year, but um, they already announced one surprisingly being this this Angle versus Saber show um, this year, which we weren't expecting. So I guess that's on the table.
1: Yeah, I, I guess you don't really know at the moment. I, I would assume it would if something does happen. We probably get the escalation of it at uh, Summer Sizzler and then the match set Uprising. But if they go any longer than that then... I'd be shocked I was to perfectly honest.
3: Mm. Mm. Of course it all depends how it plays out over in um, over in the States. But we won't really know that until uh, uh, Chris White Classic is well, it starts taping this month. Um, yeah. End of the month. Yeah. So it kind of depends how that goes. But we shall see.
2: Because there's been rumours about Zach being on the verge of signing for what going on a year and a half now
3: probably? I think It's like um, Daniel Bryan when he first went there. I think the offer has been there for a while, and it's whether he feels like he's ready to take it. Um, I think this is the kind of thing where... Because William Regal is basically their their talent scout, isn't he? Um, So he turns around to Triple H and goes, we need to sign this guy. That guy usually gets signed. There is really an awful lot more to it than that when it comes to them signing the top indie guys. So...
1: He's, uh-huh. in the, he's in Florida a lot of the moments working the ball shows, so you'd have to assume that he's been in the Performance Center a good few times. He was in that general area.
2: And I, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely got the sense that when the Cruiserweight Classic was first announced and thought up, he was like the first name on the
3: on on the bracket,
2: you know?
1: I think he would have
3: been one of the earliest ones on there, yeah. I would
1: have taught Marty as well, but it doesn't look like Marty's going to be involved now. I would have, I would have he would have been there
3: for sure. I had a, a wacky yeah. theory about that, which is now not happening, but I I, had, I had theorised that um, Kushida was going to win Best of the Super Juniors and then name the outside challenger as Marty Skell just to mess with Chaos. But um, that's not going to happen. But it could have done. Mm,
2: bit optimistic with that one, maybe. It, it's a wacky uh... theory. <laughs> Definitely Wacky, definitely. You um, never know,
3: he might have been talking to New Japan, because there is always a possibility.
2: There is the Super J Cup. Um...
3: Mm. So he might be representing... Repro. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, I know it's it's generally um, Japanese promotions that are signed up for it, but there's been no real final um lineup announced or anything, so... I don't, I don't
2: get the sense that he is going to be over I, there, but uh, I guess the, the, that that. I wasn't, but
3: you, but you never know. 2016 has been pretty unpredictable when it comes to these things.
2: <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure.
3: Um, so wild speculation is on the table.
2: Getting back to the card, we have a huge Hoss fight um, lined up. Big Daddy Volta versus Big Damo. Wow, that's that's a lot of man in, in, that's going <laughs> to be in the ring.
3: <laughs>
1: big last division.
3: There's, well, they've both got big in their name. That's another you know, Big that. in their
1: name <laughs> as well.
3: <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be fun.
2: Damo's going on a series of big uh, matches against uh, Danny Volta and then uh, at the Sizzler, almost certainly against Big Mike. So uh, both very good opponents for him, I think. But
3: I I hope, anyway. Uh, I assume. Is, well, um, did you read... Um, I think it was in Calling Spots. They had an interview with Andy Quilden. They asked him what his favourite people were to work with. And, like, the first three were all kind of obvious ones. It was Sabre, Skirl, Osprey. But the fourth one was Big Damo. So he obviously rates him, like, really highly. Um, so you, you'd think he's getting... Um, like a reasonable size push in in Red pro in the future if he rates him alongside those guys.
2: Well, he's he's you know he's he's getting used internationally now um, and going forward he's he's uh, he being <laughs> exposed to the wrestling world um, and potentially more so coming up. I mean every everything I've ever heard and seen of Damo, he seems like such a lovely chap, you know. Um, I, I can imagine he's he's one of the better, more enjoyable people to work from with, just from that standpoint.
1: Yeah, he seemed like a real nice fella When he done Cabana's podcast a few months ago, he came across as a very uh, real nice fellow. He did.
3: But yeah, the problem with it being so nice is that um, he won't be able to work hell anymore, because everyone will be like, <laughs> oh, it's Damo, he's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, you, you kind of got the going back to his Ishi match from uh, around this time last year um, you kind of got the sense that he was almost too nice to have a great Ishii match because a great Ishii match involves hitting each other really hard and the first half of that match was just them being slightly too nice to each other Oof. and not hitting each other
3: um, as hard as you'd probably hope um, I, at- I think a lot of that was on the fact that Ishii, um, his grasp of of English isn't particularly good, and um, I don't pretty think... much non-existent. Uh, yeah, so uh, well, I tried to have a conversation with him, and that did not go well. <laughs> but, uh, um, Same happened to me. Yeah, yeah Damo <laughs> um, was was really wanting him to hit uh, like Ishii to hit him harder, and it, it just, the message wasn't getting through. <laughs> so,
1: I well, they found their way by the end of the match. Yeah, yeah, it, it got better. <laughs>
2: And that language barrier, at least to, to anywhere near that extent, won't be there with um, Walter. So should be pretty great because Walter have been had a great year so far.
3: I think he gets the whole um, the big lads wrestling. I think he gets what it's all about. And he's, he's been one of the, the best exponents of that style over the past couple of years. So uh, I think the others are kind of coming up to his level now. So it's, uh, it's good to have him in there again with another big lad for... Uh, uh, for for Red Pro as well.
2: There's a guy who has no qualms at all about hitting people really <laughs> hard.
3: Yeah, it should be fun. I'll be my top
2: match. His wonderful.
1: Yeah, his match uh, I saw against Zack Sixteen carrot was great. It was. I think it's probably his, his best match I've seen this year. Simon Zack.
3: Wait, his best match or the best match?
1: <laughs> probably the d uh, match he's had this year. Probably.
3: Uh, I can't think of any others that. Leap out of me, but then I don't watch a lot of German wrestling.
1: I've heard good stuff about like a few other matches he's had, but like that's the best one I saw so far. Anyway,
2: did he have a hero match at the the strong style that hasn't been released at the time of recording? So we haven't, none of us have seen it. But he
1: did. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously yeah, but...
3: I haven't seen yeah. that yet because it still hasn't been released. But
2: that, that could easily top it because it's with Hero. Um, yeah. So you <laughs> assume it's going to be fantastic.
3: Well, Oli um, who's not here. Um, he did say that, that Hero had three like phenomenal matches. So uh, it could but well be up there. We shall see.
2: <laughs> That'll be on the next episode. Oh, damn. I did actually mean to do a... We're not going to spoil Strong Style this this, uh, this episode, because we're doing it next episode. I'll edit that in at the beginning. Uh, it's very clear I haven't done one of these for a while. Um, Osprey versus Bailey.
3: This I'm really excited about a this. Ton of fun. I'm really excited because Bailey hasn't got anywhere else he can go. Um, because he's, he's cocked up this whole visa thing in the States, I know it's going to appeal, but it, it's going to be like a year or maybe even longer before that gets through the courts. So he really hasn't got anywhere else he can go apart from Europe and Japan. And at the moment he's taking bookings over for Red Pro. So he really has to stand out over here. He really has to give the, uh, his best performances to keep getting booked back on every big show. And I think he's probably struck a deal with, with Andy Quilden already to, to continually be booked on the, on like York Hall shows because they've already named him for Summer Sizzler. Um but he's gonna be looking at other bookings, I'm sure. And if he puts in a good showing here against Osprey, then sky's the limit for him in the UK scene.
2: Well he's been he's actually been on most of the the smaller Rev Pro um shows this year. Yes yeah, is true, yeah. Um more recently Toppet anyway. Tapings. So he's kinda of become a regular, um, which is a great addition to the roster, really.
3: Well that's the thing, I mean, like he can't go and work for PWG or Ring of Honor or anyone, so with, with those limits, it can't even work for CZW unless they decide to tour Canada. So, um, yeah, what can you do?
2: You can come over here and have fantastic matches in front of
1: us, which I'm welcome.
2: completely fine with.
1: Yeah, their losses are again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, really looking forward to that one.
2: Uh, I, do we think Osprey's winning? I think probably, because he, he's yeah. got a title match announced for uh, Summer Sizzler against um, Pete
3: Dunne, so give him yeah, a I win going win. into that. Unless you have Pete Dunne do a little distraction-rooney. Oh, I hope not. Help set that I hope up. not. But then again, you look at Bailey. Bailey's more likely to get booked like, regularly for Red Pro over the next year.
2: That is weirdly true, isn't it? That that's that's something weird to think Osprey of. Osprey
3: is going to be a lot busier than than Bailey is. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see who wins that match. Just out of from a, like what's going on in the booking standpoint, because Red Pro do tend to job people if they're not coming back frequently afterwards.
0: The yeah. people who go over tend yeah. to
3: be the guys they're interested in pushing for the next six months. Yeah, but... I'm,
1: I'm guessing Ospreay wins, and then maybe Pete uh, cheats to beat him uh, at Summer Sizzler. That's the way I say things going. Because <laughs> Sounds about right.
2: Bailey has been losing, I think, all of his matches he's had in Ref Pro so far. He, he may have won one, but it, for, he's been predominantly I, I losing. I can't see
3: him going over Skrull, either. No.
2: No, no doubt. No, no. And if, if he is going to be a regular for them, you, you kind of want him to be picking up wins soon. Um, I say as I flick over to Cage Match to see if he has won any Rev Pro matches yet this year, but I don't think
3: he has. Unless they typed something that he that he won. I, I don't really uh, remember seeing any results from the, the last cockpit typings. Stall, 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 stall.
2: He has lost to Big Damo, lost to Pete Dunn, and lost to Josh bodem so far.
3: So not a and very that's... good track record there.
2: He is he's 0-3, eight, yeah. and he is like very likely to go 0-5. So hopefully after the summer sizzler, like, if he is going to be a regular, he, he'll pick up some wins
3: because... Um... I, like, I would have thought so, because like, where else is he going to go unless he's got like a, a, a series of bookings lined up in Japan, but then... Where would you be going in Japan?
2: he would be an interesting fit for somewhere like Dragon Gate or DDT, but um, I think DDT would make more sense. Because uh, they yeah. they don't bring in a ton of foreigners, so Not
3: usually
1: uh... they bring them more recently. They've brought in uh, Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. It took
3: him a it long time to. to bring Joey Ryan in. <laughs> yeah. Considering considering his gimmick, you'd have thought that I've uh, that I wanted to pitch him in there sooner. But uh...
2: I mean, he's not that good, so there's a good reason they didn't bring him in for a while. I know, but, but the gimmick
3: uh... the gimmick suits the promotion though, Rob.
2: Yeah, sure, but I mean, you can.
3: Well, it suits the parts get... of the promotion that that I watch and you skip over.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I imagine you can get quite a few people to play that role uh, who don't need flying in, but. Yeah you know, Candice is good. Candice is good.
3: <laughs> um, so just the main event left, then, that uh, the, the match the show is named after.
2: Yes, Zack Sabre
3: Jr. versus
2: Kurt Angle. The the reason this show is taking place, Andy, Andy Quilden, the promoter, um, figured out that he had a possibility to book this match and went, you know what, I'm going to run an extra York Hall show this year because this match needs
3: to happen. Um, He posted it up on Twitter. Like the Rev Pro Twitter was like, "Would you be interested in seeing another York Hall show if there's, you know,
1: once in a lifetime?" Once in a lifetime. Yeah,
3: that's exactly what it was. So yeah, I think you got like I can see his school of thought here as well because you have got Zach, who's probably the best technical wrestler in the world, against an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. I mean, it sells itself before they're even in the ring.
2: The match itself, I'm really not that sure what to expect because Angle is very broken down at this point, so yeah, I'm not expecting true. any sort of classic. This is probably one of the my least anticipated uh, big Zack Sabre Junior matches from this year in terms of the sheer re- uh, the just the ring work, but but the spectacle the the spectacle should be something special.
1: Um, yeah, I was just gonna say that. I- at least
3: 50% of this match will be the spec club. And Zach's, it, stay Zach after, is so. capable of covering for the other the other half by taking it to the mat and just doing wacky stretches.
2: And, and it, you angle, can do that even
3: if Angle's broken down, you can still do that.
2: Angle should probably still be able to you know do the map stuff. You'd think, anyway.
3: I would have thought so. Trouble is, I don't watch TNA because it's garbage. <laughs> so um, I haven't <laughs> seen him wrestle for uh, quite a while now. He's very
2: limited, but um, the effort is definitely still there, which which is what you, you hope for when guys get to that age. He's a Gangrel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to bring of Gangrel.
3: Well, we keep putting him over for how hard he tries when he's in Europe. He literally, like every time he's over, he just he just busts a gut because he wants to get booked again. So anyone that brings that kind of uh, that kind of effort levels, we're we're always happy with that. And then there's Bram. <laughs> oh, Bram.
2: This yeah, it... will be my, my first and probably last time ever seeing Kurt Angle live, so I'm, I'm very glad that I'm going to get a chance to, to experience that. I, I will will Kurt, that be yours, uh, so... Johnny?
1: It would be been my first time seeing Angle as well, yeah.
3: I saw him live in... Uh, when he was working for WWF, I think it was still WWF at the time, maybe WWE. 2002. Uh, um, he worked. Uh, I'm trying to remember. He's in the match now. It was in Birmingham. It was a tag match. Uh, I think he tagged with Benoit and cracked him up, and, like he actually broke him in the match uh, by doing like a running the ropes gimmick with uh, with Cena. This is going back a while. He was in really good condition, though. Like, even though he got, like, the uh, the broken neck and, like, everyone thought he was hurt, which has been a constant throughout his entire career, he, he was in terrific condition. That Kurt Angle in this match, and we're talking, like, a completely different story.
1: Yeah. That, that's that's pretty much a different person at this point, mm. sadly.
2: The the amount of surgeries he's had, it's, it's probably not actually the same person anymore, you know? <laughs> they... It's not They've the same re- neck. Replaced him bit by bit. They do call him the cyborg. Um, so yeah, this might actually be my second least anticipated match on the card from, you know, nerdy star star rating point of view. Um, but it, it's going to be cool to see, I
1: think.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Especially
2: live.
1: I think, yeah, live, I think it'll, it'll probably be at least fun to go but I don't see it like cracking into like match of the year contendership or anything like that. Like if it if it gets to that level, like I think we'd be all delighted but I don't think it I think it'll Osprey
3: and Bailey has a shot at that maybe. Yeah.
1: If no, that pays Hero, out. And Bolden, Hero, Hero and Bowden. Like uh Meshwell, that could that could reach there too.
2: So we're we kinda of already going into that now. What is your most anticipated match on this card? Because Arn I assume you'll be you'll be checking it out when it drops on repro on demand and then uh, we'll, we'll, those two will be
3: live. I, I have a list of stuff that I have to watch, so it's it's going on <laughs> there. i uh, I'm just making a note of it now, because otherwise I'll forget. <laughs> I, I have a document, <laughs> which just has a list of, of uh, stuff.
2: I also have a document, and it's got a lot of New Japan on there, because I'm stupidly far behind on New Japan. Um, that's my mission for the summer, to to at least catch up to being less than a year behind. <laughs>
1: That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous.
2: Uh, there's there's a long story about Kazuna Road pay per view that took two and a half years to surface, maybe three years, and I waited because I stubbornly refused
3: to move on.
2: Look, that that well, Tanaka every... versus Tanahashi match was completely not worth waiting for, but it could have been. It could have been.
3: So every every time we meet up and have a conversation, look. Uh... Uh, Rob, Ollie and myself. Me and Ollie are always standing there talking about New Japan and Rob's just nodding his head going, Yeah, that probably that sounds pretty good.
2: <laughs> I mean I'm I'm enjoying the twenty fourteen G one at the moment. Oh, it's, yeah, great. It it's great. It's great stuff. You guys should watch it, you know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, in twenty fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I'll,
2: I'll I'll be seeing Osprey's debut. Um you know like probably... <laughs> Maybe later this summer, if I really drive hard at it, probably next year or something. Um,
1: Are you this far behind on anything else, or is it only New Japan?
2: Well, I'm also that far behind on DDT and Noah because oh, because they're kind of linked and they had crossover. I was like, ah, I'll wait, I'll wait with Noah and DDT as well. Oh
1: <laughs> They're like, hard. A lot of their stuff was taken down,
3: wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Who catches it? Oh dear. The, the DDT stuff is stuff pretty much impossible.
2: Torrent. Noah kind of Brit let a load of stuff table. go
3: on to um, YouTube for some reason. They, they seem to, have to leave a load of their stuff up. So that's the easiest one to catch up.
2: Noah, Noah is, I have found, fairly kind in taking down stuff compared to... DDT yeah, is, is the tricky <laughs> one to catch up with. DDT is. So um, that, that doesn't
3: relate to Brit Rest at all. That is
2: a completely <laughs> different continent. Um, but uh, the, the link there, there was a link there somewhere. The, Cyber maybe Junior
3: worked for for Noah, so you've got a lot of Cyber Junior to catch up on. Yeah, and most I, of actually, it's just I think tag I've matches just with the
2: um, I'm close to his last match in Noah.
3: He had a if. really great match with Harada, um, which was is like not... early
2: 2015.
3: Uh, it was in 2015 at some point.
2: But that was, a million that was north of, that.
3: north of four stars easily. Very good match.
2: It's on the list somewhere. <laughs> but we it's a long list.
3: list. <laughs> Speak, speaking of lists, Rob, what is your number? My number? Yeah, your f- matches great watched podcasting this year. Material.
2: Total matches watched this year, 944. Jesus Christ. Which is... <laughs> ridiculous considering how far behind I am on stuff but that's because I watch way too broader um, <laughs> way too broader selection I keep thinking um, about, I,
3: I must be catching you up and I'm on 866 and every time I I think oh, I've, I've watched loads of wrestling today I suspect you've watched loads of wrestling as well and I've just continued to go ahead I am on a multi
2: uh, a multi month long holiday so uh,
3: this is true oh, I have
2: lots of time and lots of wrestling that needs catching up on. Um, so it slowly is being caught up on. And some of that wrestling is British wrestling, which <laughs> is a brilliant segue back to um, Five star segue. something we're, we're, talking, we're supposed to be talking about. Um,
3: um, um... I, I think you're intending to insert a plug at some point.
2: I am, but after that segue, I I don't want to because it would be ill placed and ruin that amazing segue. So we are going to do OTT now um, for the sake of the segue and get back to the plug later. Um, because I value my bad segues. Um, <laughs> I, I,
3: I wish you could see this as well. I've got the run list, uh, I've, I haven't opened <laughs> up in front of me, I've watched the plug move <laughs> down down the list uh-huh. until after the OTT show. That's beautiful. I enjoyed that, um,
2: role <laughs> Although I did say British, and we're now going to Irish wrestling, but uh, British close. Isles, British close Isles. Enough.
1: Yeah, I don't know. At least half the wrestlers of this character are British anyway, so yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah.
2: We're all friends here. Yeah. <laughs> so this was Even Better Than Better Than Our Best, which is a hard name to get straight, Um, at least in my head. Um, Run by OTT at May 28th in Dublin. Johnny was there live, and it sounded like a great show.
1: Yeah, it was a very entertaining show, it was. Minus Boy Dempsey. Yeah, well, that goes without saying.
2: (laughs) Or Bull James, as he
3: has to be called now, even though he... Even though he called himself Bull Dempsey on this show.
1: Yeah, and he was advertised as Bull Dempsey for the show as well. So, I don't know how they got around that.
3: I guess they just kind of ignored it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Let's face it, WWE does not care about Bull Dempsey in the slightest. If they did, he'd still be there. Yep.
2: Yep. It's not like putting the name Bull Dempsey on a on a poster is gonna bring people in in droves, really, is it? You have to be careful here, Rob. He will tweet at you, uh, but he'll then delete the tweets. So yeah, he will.
3: <laughs> that's the kind of guy he is. It's a shame because I... he looks so fat and chubby and lovable, but he isn't.
2: He looks like a lovely teddy bear, but um doesn't come across that way unfortunately
3: hmm. I th- we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> do we have to <laughs> well, yeah because I've got the tweets <laughs> I've got the tweets lined up I could just read them out now if that uh... um, no
2: I be I actually made a, a bit of a mistake in building up to this show because I kind of got the show names confused, and in may or may not have accidentally purchased "Better Than Our Best" instead of "Even Better Than Our Best." <laughs> um, so yesterday I was watching the the tag match between um, Osprey and Smile versus um, you've watched the wrong Ward <laughs> and Pete Dunn and thinking I was doing uh, great prep. Uh, and then got to today and went, oh, damn it, I've, I've watched the wrong show. So I, I'm going to be laying out for, for the majority of this because I have a, not
3: seen the show. It's a good job I watched it, really, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got two out of the three people who've watched it. That, That's that tag match, game. though, very good stuff. Very good stuff. That's my take from <laughs> Top prep, Rob. a couple of month old show.
3: It's a, an icy cold take. <laughs>
2: yeah well slightly hotter than my new japan takes uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> those are freezing cold takes um they're this Captain show style, this yeah. uh this show the even better than better than our best show um i thought it was a pretty good show to to showcase what ott is about um because they, they have like this rabid crowd and it's like they're right on top of the ring so they're always They're really close—not quite WXW close. Nobody's banging on the on the apron, but they're really close in there. And it's the atmosphere as as much as anything else that sells the show. Is is it like that live? Because it feels like it's a really good live experience. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I say at least half the people who go to the shows go for just for the live experience alone. Just like because that sells it. Like you uh, you don't really have to be a wrestling fan. Because I say. I say most people are casual wrestling fans, but I say there's a good portion of people who go to these shows who aren't wrestling fans at all. Who're just going for an entertaining night out and Dublin. That's
3: weird because that is kind of the the vibe that you get because they're just they're really loud. They're into everything, and I don't know. It doesn't seem like the the reputation of anyone precedes them.
1: No. Well, when Osprey first came, i say probably only 10% of the crowd actually knew, knew who Osprey was. But by the end of the show, everybody really loved him. So that probably gives you a good uh, segues, uh, way into how the crowd reacts to people.
3: Um, yeah, but the opener on this one, the, uh, it basically kind of existed on the heat. Because he had uh, Duncan Disorderly. I love that name. It's <laughs> a great it's name. a wonderful name. Um, against Danny the Beast Butler, and Duncan is from Northern Ireland. Um, yes, instant <laughs> like any Anyone from uh, like different parts of the world is probably still going to know this, but like the the island versus Northern Ireland thing is intense.
1: It's, it's a good bit calmer now than it was, but yes.
3: Well, no, nobody's a... dying now, so that's... Uh... No, no, thankfully, yes. But that's how intense it was. So coming out uh, in Dublin with the Northern Ireland uh, is the Northern Ireland flag or an Ulster flag that he got. It,
1: it, was the, it was the Northern Ireland uh, soccer team flag that Duncan came out with. Nice.
3: So to, yeah. to come out with that flag over your back, that's that's going to get a lot of hate. He <laughs> <laughs> got an awful
1: lot of stick in this one. Oh, yeah. Duncan always gets that.
3: Um, Danny, uh, he's a pretty solid wrestler. He uh, does a lot of suplexes and stuff. He, I think he's kind of modelled himself on being like a mini Lesnar.
1: Yeah. Well, Danny, he hadn't actually been on the shows for a while. i say probably about six months. Uh, it was the last time he was actually on the show. So, it was. Uh, we were a bit surprised because he wasn't actually advertised beforehand. So, like, uh, seeing him again after, uh, probably it might actually have been last year he was on the show, but it's been a good while since he was actually on the show. But, we, uh, yeah, he, he a lot of suplexes.
3: Yeah, it's a fun way to start the show. They they got a lot of um lot of fun spots in there, and I think the only the downside to it was the um it had like a bit of a non finished thing, which kind of I it kind of kind of, out of the blue. It was just he, uh, Duncan rolled out the ring and then uh, hit Butler with a cricket bat.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Justin Shape, who was uh, the man. That's a great name kitchen. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it comes off, off the la- the last show. Uh, Duncan uh, shaved uh, Justin's uh, beard. They had a beard match, a, a streak versus beard match they had <laughs> in the last show. And uh, you Justin beat sorry. With, with
3: the uh, the number of beards that we have in pro wrestling now, I think we're going to see more beard matches. I
1: hope so. Yeah, it's, I think it's the
3: future. You, you might get a, a Lucha de pest uh, there. Easy for me to say. You might get a, uh, one of those mask. Versus mask, versus hair, versus beard matches going on. That'd that'd be terrific.
1: <laughs> but uh, Justin beat Duncan on the last show, but then the Kings of the North, who are Dun- Duncan's faction, came down and beat Justin up, and then they shaved his beard. So that if you saw uh, Duncan actually took the uh, like
3: a, yeah, he had like a, a sh- like a Brutus uh, beefcake gimmick going on there with the yeah, clippers and
1: it, he went after Butler earlier <sighs> in the match, and then he, he he clipped some of it off after Justin failed with his running. So the, that, that's the whole heat around Dunklin at the So I assume they're built into like a hair match or something down the line. Like
3: possibly a snood on a pole match.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's the way it looks like. It looks to me like they're building towards something with him and Justin down the line.
3: Yeah, I'll be right there. Everyone seemed over in there. The work was pretty solid. Um, yeah. uh, second match was the uh, Ballymun Bruiser and Terry Thatcher against Angel Cruz and the Fabulous Nicky. Um, Nikki's like the only babyface in this match,
1: yeah. A very camp character, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> it,
3: well, it used to be that you had like the, the effeminate uh babyface, uh, sorry, no, the, the effeminate wrestler used to be there to uh agitate the crowd, and now he's there to agitate the heels. It's been a, a yeah, change well, in, in the business.
1: Nicky and Cruz actually started off as heels in the promotion. Uh, but then they actually had a feud last year because they both went on losing streaks and they actually had a streak versus streak match to see who would actually win for the first time. And they based the whole match around Lesnar and Undertaker, the, the, the main match <laughs> with F, F5s and Last Rise and Tombstones for the whole match. So after that, it, Nicky If you face. could
3: see those two guys, then... Yeah,
1: that's the... Uh, put, do Google search on them and... Like, the two complete opposite people you'd expect to work a match like that. It was actually a very entertaining match for what it was, anyway. But their, their whole thing at the moment is they want a the tag title match. So they put their differences to one side, and that's why they're teaming at the moment, even though Cruz is, by all intents and purposes, a uh, heel. That's, that's why him and Nicky are teaming at the moment.
3: Well, they wouldn't hear, so um, yeah. possibly in line for a, for a title shot, I guess, but not on the next show because they've, already, no, they've not, already booked something. not on the next show.
1: I assume maybe the fringe they they if they had a fringe show last year we had the Irish Fringe Festival so I assume maybe they're building towards that because like Cruz and, and Nikki probably suit the, the fringe show if they do it if they do it there <laughs> Would've thought sorry. yeah
3: well it's like Cruise has got like um, does he always have like uh, personal assistants uh, yeah he's had them yeah. for a while yeah <laughs> he's got he, like he young first, boys in suits who carry him to the ring
1: he first got them when uh, Rollins had Mercury and Noble. It's <laughs> uh, pretty much just a copy of that. Okay. Yeah.
3: I think uh, you yeah, probably thanks. get it by this point. OTT is, uh, has quite a lot of a, a sports entertainment vibe yeah. about it.
1: Uh, actually we're, uh, but to a certain degree, some of the stuff going on. Because a lot of the fans who are A lot of casual fans will be at your fans. You see, a lot of the shirts going around be 316 and rock shirts, even like even wow. now, like thing with some of the fans. Yeah. There'll be our section of crowd, like, I go Alan, who's been up here before, and, like, other people like that. We're, we're like, the hardcore, and then there'll be probably a lot of sections of hardcore fans, but then there'll be a lot of casual fans who are, like, at a tour, and they're only really getting back into wrestling now through OTT.
3: So that's pretty cool. It's the same as, uh, like, ICW, like, people who weren't wrestling fans now go to those shows.
1: Yeah. Well... (laughs) I had my ICW experience earlier in the year here in Dublin, and it was the day after an OTT show, and they didn't leave the best impression the day after. So uh, if they come back, I don't think I'll be going again.
3: (laughs) Rob Rob doesn't like um, ICW.
1: No, I don't have my cup of tea either. It wasn't a really good show. It probably took me down a bit in the show. We were supposed to get Marty and Tommy in the match, and then Tommy got hurt at that time. So probably put a damper on things for me.
3: So I just said his name, see if Rob's still there. He is still here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just had his mic muted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the match after that, uh, match of the night, would you say? It's uh, Marty yeah. Schill and Ryan Smile? Easy match, isn't it? Yeah. So me and Ollie were singing uh, Ryan's praises on the last uh, show, saying that he was custom-built to kind of slot into any bookings that Will Osprey was losing out on by being over in Japan. Yeah, of, I fully agree with. Yeah, it. yeah. and it, this was like like a a slightly lower rent version of like the Skirl Osprey matches. It had that kind of quality to it. The countering was really good.
1: Yeah, they pretty much just copied one of the sequences from Osprey Skirl yeah. halfway through the match as well. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I love Smiley. He's been great over here, and the, he's probably the second biggest babyface in the promotion, which is amazing to me because I'm pretty sure I, I haven't seen a lot of his UK work, but I'm pretty sure he's a heel everywhere he works in the UK. Or near enough February works, so like the fact that he's the sig- second, probably the second biggest babyface in OTT is
3: well. I was, I was kind of bemoaning his lack of bookings elsewhere because th- there's always room for quality guys, um, in, in like Rev Pro in, in progress, places like that, and you don't really see Ryan getting those bookings. So I kind of tweeted out that you know, why isn't he getting booked everywhere? I think he actually liked that tweet because I I'm just remembering the, the the sequence of events here. Yeah, I, there's a couple of people liked it, and I was like, oh, I've clearly hit the nail on the head here. And I got a DM from from somebody who shall remain nameless within the business who said the reason why he doesn't get books in places is because he's an asshole. <laughs>
1: Guess that <I> explains. <laughs> um,
3: and this uh, like this nameless person is not someone who usually disparages other workers. So for him to come out and say that, it kind of makes me think maybe Ryan's got a little bit of an attitude problem. I've never spoken to him. I don't know him at all. So this is just kind of a conjecture coming from a third party. But that might be the reason why he doesn't get booked in other places.
1: Yeah. Well, every, I only talked to him once or twice at OTT. And he always came across as a nice person there. But I guess when you're, when you're talking in business matters, it might be a lot different. So I um, but it was an easy match, didn't Oh, yeah,
3: re- yeah really good really, match. I also yeah. I really liked that um, they did the super kick just kidding spot and Ryan actually blocked it. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw someone do that, and the, the fact that Skull works against guys repeatedly and does this whole the, the super kick just kidding, uh. I was kind of bemoaning Zach Saber not spotting it, and Will Ospreay not blocking it after having wrestled him like four or five times this year. To see him do that, that kind of shows an idea of uh, match structure and familiarity that's kind of beyond his years. So that, that showed promise for me.
1: Yeah. I think Tommy done that a few times in their matches together as well. Okay. I think he, like, uh, Marky went to do it, and then he just hit him with a spin kick or something like that. <laughs> oh, something yeah. Like that. <laughs> I yeah. just
3: remember that, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, there's very few people actually, like, yeah, actually, like what, the amount of times he does it, you'd think more people should block it. You'd think it, it'd be either. scouted,
3: yeah. It's just one yeah. of those things.
1: Well, I guess I can say the same thing about the finger break spot as well.
3: Wait, well, I think he counted out of that as well, didn't he?
1: I think he did once, but then he, he, got, he, got, he got it. caught got the it
3: second time. The second time was yeah. after he'd uh, been hit with a tombstone, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the reaction of the finger break spot, because a, a lot of people weren't expecting it. Like, I know somebody who, who was there was asking why people were doing the, sh- the shush before he does the finger break and then when he done it they they, they, they jumped out of their seats like, <laughs> it's yeah.
3: a great spot
1: yeah so yeah that went down well so and the when looks at things after what he said after the match they'll be having the rematch in August
3: that should be good again I mean having yeah. worked together this time next time should be even better
1: I'm guessing they'll be doing best two out of three if they're doing the rematch so I'm um, I say Ryan probably win that, and then they'll have another match at the end, of the, before the end of the year so I'm
3: sure that'd be good too.
1: Yeah, the more Marty, the better over here. <laughs> um, I, I have to say one thing before we move on. He, he put out a tweet before he came over uh, the week before the show. He said Dublin, it's been a while, and he, he only wrestled here in February for ICW. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of him. Uh, for, like pretty much forgetting that he actually worked here in February. So that was good.
2: Sounded like it was a forgettable match.
1: So yeah, him and Davy Boy, It wasn't good.
2: There, there was some talk of this being the best match in OTT history. Would you, would you agree with that?
1: Uh, no, I'd have the tag team match from last month, uh, from uh, April, uh,
2: Right,
1: right. Yeah, but and it's close. It's probably the best singles match.
2: Comparing but, it to the, the triple threat from... Was that February? I think that was February. Yeah, I put
1: that around the same level as that right. match. But the, uh, the tag match is probably my favourite match uh, overall so far. It
2: was, it was a fantastic match. That's the, the one I recently watched thinking it was this show. Um, <laughs> stupidly, really. But, uh, well, at
3: least you got to see a good match.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't have to watch Bull James. Uh, Bull Dempsey. So <laughs> <Lucky
3: yeah. yo. laughs> and The digs just keep on coming. We haven't even got to his match.
2: Well, <laughs> well. Wow.
3: Wow. Um, next match uh, it was a tag team championship match with uh, the Kings of the North, the hated Northern Irish team, uh, against the Gymnasties, uh, beloved local boys who do a lot of squats. This yes, sorry. So this this had a lot of lot of backstory attached to it. I think if you've uh, come in in this was like the first OTT show <clears throat> I've seen, top to bottom. Uh, so I was kind of coming in cold to this, and I was like, uh, "What's happening here?" It's kind of uh, there's there's a lot of background that's led into it.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll try and explain the background in as brief as I can. But uh, the Gymnastics for the longest time were just the the joke heel comedy team. Like they were beaten in their gender matches. They were <laughs> uh, two kill beat them when they came over here. Like they never really were serious. They were just like first second match. They put an entertaining ten minute match, a uh, comedy match, and they'd be gone. But then at the start of the year, uh, they wanted uh, to take more seriously, so they had to do a uh, three match series where they had to win three matches in a row and they would get a tag title match. So, uh, as you can tell, they got their three matches. But uh, the whole thing led to the match last month with Justin and um, Duncan. And the whole, there was a beat down angle after the match and everything. Like, the Kings left the gymnastics laying. So it was probably the most heated thing from last month, uh, from the April show. So yeah, the whole backstory was like it wasn't really much interaction between the Nazis and the Kings of the North, but uh, like in the last two or three months, there was a lot. So that led to this match,
3: and it was very heated. I'd say possibly yep. the most heated match of the, of the night. Certainly, the reaction for the for the pinfall for the, was win. was
1: yeah, it's probably the loudest pop I've heard. Yeah, and the, the the biggest pop I've heard in OTT so far was when, the, the, when they won titles.
3: And it was just a roll up as well, it was <laughs> it's just
1: Well that that's another part of the backstory. Kings of the North have won pretty much all their title matches with a roll up. So like it was just getting one back. Yeah. Every match like uh, the other team is the the Last of the Flats. Uh they had about two or three title matches against the Kings of the North and then, all of them ended in roll up wins for the Kings of the North. So it was like a nice payback spot, gymnastics beating the Kings with their own move.
3: Yeah that's cool. that's a cool spot. Good info. Yeah
1: yeah uh so yeah it was a good match for us. It was probably my third favorite match in the show, so it was it was real uh, the 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 ending really came off well in the building
3: yeah the, I thought the reaction was uh, was fantastic just hearing it i yeah. I wasn't that into the match um but I think I probably would have been if i got the the storyline coming you know. into it yeah yeah
1: well, yeah, it was good stuff for us
3: uh, the, the gymnastics kind of strike me as like uh like budget young mm-hmm. books. In terms of the work, there's a lot of super kicks in there.
1: Yeah, well, I guess kind of. Yeah, they're they're really low budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's actually funny because one of the lads, uh, Sammy, who was the um, the one who was thrown out of the super kicks, he actually works a different gimmick uh, when he comes over to the UK. He's actually won the awards when they go uh, when they work PCW, so he actually works a different gimmick in OTT, which is weird to me, but like. Guess it works for
3: them, uh, with that reaction, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. And after the match, uh, Worky, who's the remaining lad from the flat, uh, yeah. lads from the oh, fuck it, <laughs> uh, he came out to ask for a title shot and was told that he hadn't got a tag team partner. And then yeah,
1: he, his partner's locked up at the moment,
3: it's legitimately. <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> we, we we don't know what the story is. We we assume that he's uh gonna gonna abroad uh, for work or something like that, but we we're not sure exactly.
3: Okay, but his yeah. replacement uh lad is, Cabana.
1: Yeah, and that got a pretty good cool pop in the building. It did.
3: It did well. Having like yeah. um, like you say so many casual fans, it, there's always a risk of popping a, a like an international name out there. Are actually going to know who it is? But to, well, I assume
1: a good few people would we'll know Gabana yeah. from all this punk stuff anyway. He's, he's the type of person you probably hear the name of if you didn't really know the person anyway. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. It. it should be a good comedy match if nothing else. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. Yeah. I'm not expecting four star plus match. But <laughs> probably it not. It should be a good, fun 10 15 minute comedy match if nothing else.
3: Um, Match after that was uh, Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. Um, not quite as good as the uh, Skull Smile match in terms of difficulty, but they uh, they didn't hold an awful lot of back. There was a lot of a uh, lot of heavy contact, a lot of lumber.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I thought at some points though you could kind of tell it was the first ever match together, but uh, like overall it was a very enjoyable match. Like, uh, but uh, I think also in my mind it took it down a slight notch for me is knowing that it could have been Pete and Zach if it hadn't been for Zach's injury yeah so uh yeah like it was in the back of my mind like it was i really enjoyed the match but like at the same time like i, I was probably thinking like this could be in pete and zach only like 10 feet away from me so like it probably unfairly on my part to think like that but like it's hard not to
3: yeah joe did a yeah. pretty good job filling in i love that he acknowledged uh that dunn's really good and it wasn't like uh a a bad thing for him to lose to him. It kind of helped uh, get done over because he's the guy that's going to be used more, you'd you'd think, going forwards. Yeah, uh... and
1: he he pulled him over the fact that WWE picked him to be in the Cruiserweight Classic as well, uh, the qualifiers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. Okay, so who wants to bury Bull (laughs) Dempsey? No takers? (laughs) I
1: think I'll leave leave it to you here Twitter. (laughs) I don't really have much to say in this because, like, The match started they did some work and then i didn't see about the next two or three minutes of the match because they were brawling behind me and then they got back in the ring and hit and logan hit a clothesline and that was it that was it so i don't really have much to say about this match like i hope they don't i hope ott don't book him again um i'm not very optimistic about that because they've retweeted him complimenting the promotion for the last few days so I'm not looking forward to him coming back. If he does, well, uh, hopefully I won't have to ever see Bull Dempsey wrestling again. What?
3: <laughs> I was worried about this match immediately, right from the start, when uh, Logan Bryce, who was his Bull's opponent, uh, went and threw a towel at Dempsey, and he missed it. He like, he's supposed to catch catch the towel and kind of you know, rub it over his uh, private parts and then throw it back. He missed it, he dropped it. And that was immediately a red flag. It's like, the, the, you know, he's not really paying attention to what he's doing here. This could be a, a train wreck. And Red flag to a bull? Oh! No.
2: oh. <laughs> Unmuted my mic for that one. <laughs> well played, Rob. Um,
3: oh. Oh, no. But yeah, the Sorry. match Sorry. was, what, five minutes long? Uh, they did a load of brawling around by the bar which th- there was nothing to it. Um, I kind of got the feeling that he, uh, Bald MC's, he's kind of uh, was doing like, a, um, I'm going to do as little as possible and say, however I can get with it kind of gimmick. And then the finish was just like a clothesline from Bryce with no setup. And that, that was it. Um, and you could hear the crowd go like, huh?
1: Yeah, at, the, the reaction was right. Oh, I laughed for about thirty seconds after the finish because it was just hilarious. There was no, there was no build up. It just uh, hit the clothesline and the, the count. that three count, count. At
3: best, that was a like a transition into like some heat for from for Bryce on uh, yeah. on Dempsey. I don't. I've no idea what they were playing at here. The the finish was awful. Like the standard of independent wrestling is probably a lot better than Dempsey realizes and coming in and, and having a really shit match is not going to endear himself to anybody. And then throwing all these toys at the pram afterwards when people didn't like it is going to make it even worse. Um, I kind of tweeted during the during watching the match that I didn't think it was up to much. This was just before the finish. And He replied to this tweet, considering I didn't tag him or anything in it. I didn't tag him as, uh, you know, as the the at Bull Dempsey WWE, which is his his Twitter handle. Um, I didn't tag him in it. I just happened to mention his name. And he was around vanity searching himself. Didn't like what he read and decided he was going to reply to it. Presumably after he'd been to the bar. Um, he, He tweeted it to me four times. Um, the first said, uh, "Really?" Because there were five hundred people going nuts. So I did my job. Um, I can only assume he's referring to the post-match where he did like a, a, a dancing thing with um, the session moth.
1: Yeah, one of the most over people in the whole promotion. Yeah, who's?
3: <laughs> she was the over one. He was. Yeah. He was just there. Um, at no point. Did I hear anyone going nuts for him during the match? I could be being harsh, but I I didn't hear anything like that. I heard the, the crowd chanting, can't see shit, when he was uh, having a an ill-advised crowd brawl over by the bar. I don't know what he hoped to achieve with this. The trouble is, look, he's a big guy. He's a much bigger guy than than Logan Bryce, who, after the match, got kind of swatted to one side uh, by a female. And I've I just realised I said female. That sounds really weird. Um... <laughs> I, I, in my head I was like, I can't remember if she's a wrestler or uh, like just a valet.
1: no she's a wrestler so she, yeah.
3: yeah um yeah. so that, that was going to be female wrestler and then I had a bit of a break um yeah, so he hasn't really done anything in this match i the, the match made no sense the ending made no sense, and then he's coming up with the uh, seconds tweet. uh people like you have no idea what it is we do. I can technically wrestle with anyone. Ask Norman Smiley and Robbie Brookside. Okay, uh, that's fair enough. But, like, uh, as ter- well, in terms of a technical... Well, that wasn't evidence here. Uh, yeah, I've watched him wrestle a lot in NXT. I really like the Bull fit gimmick. Um, but I'd, at no point did I think, this guy's a really good technical wrestler. He's okay. He's, he's passable. Uh, that's how he got into the WWE in the first place. But the reason why he got fired is because he wasn't particularly good. Okay. So uh, moving off to the third tweet, I can do a hell of a high spot. I'm not sure what that is uh, referring to because I don't remember there being like a, a memorable Bull Dempsey high spot in the entire of his career. But, um he can do all these things. He just chooses he just not. He chooses to, not and that's to. That's why you should like him. Um, but he says, "How many can feel the crowd and give them what they want with the first thing that comes to mind?" Which I, I mean, I agree with that as a point. There are not an awful lot of wrestlers around who can um, uh, work a match on the fly and have it be like really good and really entertaining. But at what point was he doing that in this match? Uh, if at all, I did. It, no I don't agree with that um and then finally and this is the one that kind of pissed me off is he went with all due respect and you know when he's saying that that he's going to say something rude afterwards because that's what cunts do uh <laughs> with all due respect I say to you fuck off lace for a pair of boots and earn a living doing this that's what I do on this evidence mate not for much fucking longer I very much doubt he's going to be back in OTT from all reports. I would be surprised if he got booked anywhere except for flea markets and bingo halls from now on, because let's face it, he's not very good. And I didn't, I I was not that unpleasant to him in the first place, but if he's going to be a dick about it, then, yeah, gloves are (laughs) off, mate. You're shit.
1: I really hope he's never back in LTT. I really, really hope.
2: Because you can't imagine he's that cheap, you know. But straight first of all, you have to fly in, someone it. in. I mean, the... and then you know he's fairly fresh off NXT. He's probably earning a lot more than most of the native talent, um, which, compared to the effort he he apparently put in, doesn't seem too right.
3: It did. I'm just really disappointed in him because this could have been an excellent opportunity for him to uh, make a name for himself on the Indies. If you look at the the work rate of guys like Drew Galloway, who, you know, the WWE took him, used him badly, let him go. And he didn't take that to heart. He didn't let uh, that get him down. He just got back on the horse and he's got back to like a really strong place. And he's done that through hard work. I've seen absolutely zero evidence that the same is going to be true with Bull Dempsey.
1: It's like a hero as well. After hero got caught.
3: Yeah. And Hero yeah. the same thing. He's just yeah. gone back onto the Indies. He's busted his ass. Matt Seidel. So another guy, he yeah. was there um, in WWE, got let go. Wasn't going to let that uh, ruin his life. And he went out there and busted his ass on, on the Indies and got back to a, like a really good position. Um, But Dempsey, on this evidence.
1: I'll I'll leave it at this with him. Like, I said it before on Twitter. If Sabu and Ken Anderson put in more effort than you on the show, then, like, there's something wrong. (laughs) Because, like, like, he was here last year, but 2015 Sabu and Ken Anderson should not be able to put more effort into a show than you. But that's what happened in the, the, their LTT uh, appearances. I
3: don't know if he's got the mentality that he's come from the biggest company in the world. Well, I, I say the biggest company in the world. He never got there, did he? he? He was working in developmental the whole time. But I don't know if he's got the mentality coming from there that he thinks, well, I'm better than than other people because I've had the opportunity to work with Dusty Rhodes, with Triple H, with William Regal, with Robbie Brookside. Well, You've taken all that, that learning, all that information that has been passed down to you, and you've done nothing with it. Nothing at all. It was a complete waste of of, of, of like everyone's time in NXT, and you shouldn't be getting bookings on the indies because you're not very good.
2: I imagine that's the most Paul Dempsey on his indie run will ever
3: be talked about and the only reason I'm talking about him this much is because he <laughs> tweeted at me otherwise I'd have just gone oh, it's like a five minute match nothing happened, let's move on <laughs> we ended up having like a 15 minute conversation about the guy I, and I, and I, I feel think... bad for him because he's obviously he's got this entitlement about him he thinks he's got to walk. he's going to walk into these indie shows and be a big star it's not going to fucking happen unless he puts the effort in and he doesn't want to put the effort in based on what I've seen here
2: he he will completely fade away. I expect on current evid- on current evidence by the end of the year, you you'll barely remember who he is, and he won't be getting booked anywhere that you pay attention to, so you won't be reminded. Oh, there you go. Which, in many ways, is a very good thing. <laughs>
3: okay, so after that uh, um, little aside, um, the main event on this <laughs> show, I yeah that. That was actually a much longer one than um, uh, Ollie's uh, Timothy Thatcher rant. I think I'm climbing the the distance record for that one. the The main event was uh, Luther Ward and Tommy End. Um, they're a pretty solid main event. Uh, it's kind of brisk. It was about ten minutes long.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, we caught that in the building. Like at the start, it seemed like they were feeling each other out, but then all of a sudden, like five minutes in, they started hitting each other with everything.
3: Head, just throwing was big knees over. and kicks and um, yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was well, fun. It, it just kind of it seemed to be over before it started. Yeah. Nearly. Yeah. It's a shame looking at like Tommy's pretty much done now. Like, well, not like towards the end of the year, so we we mightn't get him back in LTT for the end of the year before he goes to NXT probably.
3: Yeah, that's um. Wait, I don't know if that's been officially announced, but he has announced that he's leaving WXW, which is one of his bread and butter promotions so you'd think that means he's he's signing for the WWE. Yeah,
1: I think it's safe to assume that at this point.
3: Which is great for him because he's a terrific promo considering English isn't his first language. I think he's probably one of the best promos out there uh, for somebody whose English isn't their first language and in the ring he does things that, are, that look incredibly dangerous but are actually really safe and there aren't a lot of guys like that in uh nxt at the moment or in wwe anywhere there's really only nakamura that can do those kind of strikes and make them look vicious and safe at the same time
1: yeah, i was had to mention his look as well he's gonna stand out from the pack. oh yeah, yeah yeah
3: although be- yeah. beards and tattoos that's that's the way now isn't it every wrestler's yeah. got beards and tattoos
1: yeah I, I like I, said, I enjoyed the match, but like we, we had actually Tommy over here last year for a match, and he was kind of wasted in the three way with uh, Paul Tracy and uh, Sean Guinness, which wasn't the best use for him. And this, so I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't, we never really got like a decent length Tommy match in LTT, but the looks of things.
3: That's well, sad. Guess,
1: yeah, yeah, or we never got like I would have really have liked him and uh, Dante to come and face Kings the North at one point. That would been, I think that would have been a really good tag match. We never really got that either. So, ah, better. like helps him progress in his life. It's better. Well,
3: you've got to do what's uh, what's right for the um, your paychecks and your happiness at the end of the day. And um, I'm sure Tommy will survive in WWE. I don't know how well he'll do. <laughs>
1: yeah. We shall see. Yeah, so it was a fun show overall. It was, it was a very enjoyable life. Yeah.
3: I was sold on it based on the crowd um yeah. having seen like bits of matches uh before just kind of clips um I, I was kind of like i wanted to see a full show based on that um and they got me to buy one so uh yeah, kudos to them
1: yeah so the next one's show, uh, i think only much so far been announced is the uh the tag uh, it's going to be a uh, worky and colcabana versus the gymnasties or um uh, Legero, oh no, what am I saying? Demo and the uh, Demo New Awards has also been booked for next month as well. That should be uh, good.
2: For the prestigious No Limits title previously held by Heidenreich, which is something <laughs> I found out today. Um, I didn't
1: realise that.
2: It, it's got a really like weird long lineage where it's been across like four or five different promotions, um, or so Cage Match says anyway. The, the source of all wrestling knowledge, um, and at one point, Hard and Reich um, had the title, which yeah. I had to force into this podcast somewhere. <laughs> um, so,
1: Heidenreich and Reich and Pete Dunne have held the same title. Yeah. <laughs> what a world
3: <laughs> we live in! <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I'd recommend that to anybody to buy it. Like it's a fun show, and just for the Marty match alone. I'd say, like, just for that much, it's worth the uh, purchase.
3: Yeah, It's uh, it's not particularly expensive either. It's, um, I think it's about, uh, I'm trying to remember, the rental was cheaper than the, you can rent it for 72 hours, which is four fifty, 50 I want to say, and then you can buy it for it's £7. Yeah, so something. it's
1: not that there, really. Yeah. No, so it's, it's, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. It's like
3: two pints to, to rent it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but uh, also uh, Lagero is booked on the next month's show I think, or this month's show as well I think. Um, so I don't know, uh, maybe him and Pete on the match, but I don't know if we like, get heel Lagero or face Ligero over here.
2: It's, I mean, it's a double it, shot this month, isn't
1: it? The Limerick, yeah, but like they don't film the Limerick shows, and not many of the people I know go to the Limerick shows. Right. Right. Yeah. So like they're they're kind of like non-canon. The okay. Limerick shows are yeah. Not really play much in like they had that uh, osprey and pete dunn singles match that i don't think ever made tape that was on the show which i, I really wish made yeah i really i don't know I, they might have made like they might have filmed it but like they haven't released it on their uh their vimeo channel which i really really good i missed that but if 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 you can if anybody listens to this is like in england or scotland or anywhere like like I've had people come over, like Ian. I think he's been on the show before. Hasn't
3: Ian's me? been on. This uh,
1: a robot version load. of him was <laughs> A robot version of Ian. Yeah, Ian's come over for a few shows and he's really enjoyed them. And one or two other people, uh, like from uh, I know people from England, have come over and really enjoyed it. So like, it's not that there. Like flights from like flights over to Dublin aren't that expensive. Though. So if you can make it, like come over for a show before the end of the year, like we'll have a good time. Does,
3: sure. does everyone get to sleep on Alan's sofa, or is that just like an offer for Ian?
1: I, th- yeah. I think you I have to ask Alan that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think I think Sarah might have a, a, a thing or two to say about that too. If you end up with four have...
3: or five guys sleeping on the floor, that's probably not going to be. <laughs> Could become a thing.
1: Yeah, but like, if you can make it over, make it over for a show, you'll have a blast.
2: Right, this is where I try to do a, an amazing segue. Another one for this show. Um. Towards the plugs which we moved from earlier. Now wait for it. Both Angle versus Sabre Junior, and oh. these OTT shows
3: are some hot tickets. <laughs> See where I'm going here. Um, I should probably meet my microphone for a minute.
2: <laughs> nah, it won't be that bad. Um, basically, SeatGeek is the definitive site for ticket reselling. And if you're looking to go to an event where all the tickets are sold out and you want one place that will collate all the different ticket reselling sites, SeatGeek's your way to go. Um, And you can get the tickets you want and also give us a hand um, by going through voiceswrestling.com slash SeatGeek. That's S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. All the price will be exactly the same, but uh, we'll get a little kickback from it. Also, if you're making a purchase from WWE.com, voiceofwrestling.com slash WWE shop, or if you're you're one of our US friends and making a purchase from Amazon, voiceofwrestling.com slash Amazon, both of them, same prices, we get a little kickback, and we would most appreciate that. That is the end of the shameless plugging, so Arn can unmute his mic and stop fuming at me. Because we are now going to let him talk about uh, what culture pro wrestling, which is the, I say the newest um, promotion in the UK. There they are pro-
3: cropping up. Cropping up? That's not the. They're word about it. a month old, so <laughs> and haven't. Done may maybe so. a,
2: a more recent one, but they're they're fairly newsworthy because what culture, which is a fairly large site, um, with pop culture. It, it is Stuff, a surprisingly,
3: surprisingly large site. Um, their YouTube channel has like 600,000 uh, subscribers, which I was surprised they, to find out.
2: They have decided that they're going to move into the wrestling business because previously they're, they're, they're big fans of covering wrestling um, on their site. There are lots of wrestling listicles, um, which are highly recommended, especially those written by... Um, by, by a certain person. If, if anything <laughs> I've written gets clicked on, I get money. So <laughs> Do that. Do that. Um, they've decided to start up a wrestling company um, up, up in the north of England. Uh, Newcastle, isn't it? It is Newcastle. The
3: hotbed of northern wrestling.
2: Um, and we, we thought, because it's, you know, it's at the very least, it's an interesting novelty, which is worth keeping an eye on. Uh, we thought we, we'd, we'd give a, give it a little talk about. And uh, full disclosure, um, Arn is... Uh, what, what would be the right wording here? Affiliated with them?
3: Or at least affiliated I, with what culture? I guess you could say that, because um, I've written a couple of things for the website and they've paid me money for it, so that kind of qualifies, doesn't it? Um, I'm going to try and be really unbiased and neutral, despite the fact that, you know my bills are being paid partially through that uh i actually caught wind of this about a month before uh it was announced and wasn't allowed to tell anyone um so i had uh like a certain someone sending me uh messages every day rob uh not every day it was like (laughs) asking what it was (laughs) um but i wasn't allowed to tell anyone um I was given like a, uh, a list of like five names that were going to be, um, booked. Um, I think they've all been named, um, by them so far. It's actually kind of amazing. They, um, they kind of said they were going to do some tapings. Um, they put three dates down, started selling tickets for it and based on no names, and one announcement on their website, they sold the, the third show out completely. Uh, which is ridiculous, really. Um, when I was talking to one of the guys that's, uh, that's running it, um, I said, don't spend any money. It's like, if you want to um, do well in wrestling, spend as little money as possible and you know, reap the, the benefits. Because um, they went to the, uh, that five-star show and which which i think it's fair to say did spend some money they spent a lot of money on on the five star show um and i was like well don't do that (laughs) whatever you do don't don't piss all that money away um because i we were quite uh, critical of of five star because they booked enormous venues and it was never going to work and it didn't um this they have booked quite a small venue sold it out with like no talent named, and presumably this is going to be like an ongoing thing for them. It depends how well uh, the first set of tapings go, I guess, but um, to sell out the building without naming anyone, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, they have actually uh, named a couple of matches now. They've got Jay Lethals defending the ring of honor title on this show against Noam Dar. And I think they've got uh, Jay for all three nights on the tapings. Uh, they've also named Joe Coffey, uh, Rampage Brown, and I've heard a couple of others that I'm not sure I'm supposed to mention. Oh, and El Ligero is on the on the show as well. Um, so they're they kind of taking what was available and using them. Um, I asked whether um, I, I asked about a couple of names and was told they they were booked elsewhere or they were they were unavailable. Um, so you won't get, like, uh, Osprey or Skrull or Sabre or anyone like that, but um, they're going to try and work with what they've got. Uh, what do you reckon, Rob? What do you, th- what do you think it's going to do? It's, it sounds very gimmicky to
2: start with, obviously, because it's, you know, a, a, uh, a website that, you know, n- you, you kind of would immediately get a feel that it's going to be very tongue-in-cheek. But the guys they've booked so far and the, peop- the 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 venue they've booked, which is, you know, a very, I think the, maybe the best word would be a reasonable venue for what they're looking to do. Um, it's is a, sensi- a, very it's a sensible venue. Sensible. That's That would be the word I was probably looking for. Um, it's very promising so far from something that at first glance doesn't sound... Like, something that... You know, it sounds like it's tailor-made to be another five-star, but uh, from what they've put together so far, it doesn't look that way, and it, it looks it looks fun so far. I mean, they've announced one match, Jay Lethal versus Noam Dar, and that sounds like a very good match. Um, they have also have Rampage Brown and El Ligero and Joe Kofi. Um, very good
3: guys to have. Um, so... And the Everything other names I included right so good far too. they've
2: pretty much done right
3: um I, I think it's going to be quite a sports entertainment uh, type of promotion based on um, the way that they've been selling it they've kind of been selling it based on uh, some of the guys who work for the website um, like Adam Pacitti uh, so I think they're they're looking to build from their own characters the the people that work there which is uh, it's an interesting approach. Um, I'm going to go and watch it. So next time um, we do a podcast, not the next one—that's um, the progress one that I'm going to be in Newcastle for. So I won't be on it. Uh, but yeah, next time I'll um, I'll let you know what happens.
2: And and these tapings—they're they're, they're going to be released on YouTube, right?
3: As far as I know, yeah. That's the plan—is to um, put them on the YouTube uh, channel as like a I think it's going to be like a weekly, uh, like, episodic TV, and they're, they're taping it on, over these three nights.
2: So like a Rev pro TV, but actually released?
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know how swift the turnaround is going to be, but uh, I know some of the people uh, that are working on the production on it, and they're, they're pretty good people for for um, production values. So we should see something decent, and it should be pretty quick.
2: They They release a lot of video content already. So, you know, they, you'd think they at least have the, the editing capacity, if nothing else. Oh yeah, easy. Anything, uh, it sounds like something you'd be interested in at all, Johnny? Um, well,
1: some of the names are appealing, like, but uh, I don't really, I don't really, I've never really, really got into what culture, so if it's going to be based around, like, people like, who work for what culture who I don't really know, then it's not really that appealing to me, but like... Oh, if, if they book some matches that I like to look up, well, I'll take a look at them if they put them up on YouTube. Yeah, I
3: think they're trying to use the the personalities they've got to kind of tie the wrestling to that. So that uh, like they've already got people who, who work there who are over with the subscribers that they've got. Um, so from that, they're going to try and get the wrestlers over by association. And then hopefully the work will do the rest and it'll be good. Um, it
2: sounds like it n- might not be targeted for us or people listening to this podcast. But uh, it, if if they have good matches, I'll parachute in and uh, watch watch a good match, for sure. Especially and ch- if it's free on YouTube. It's,
3: yeah, it'll be free on YouTube, so it um, should be fine. Yeah, uh, like I say, I'll, uh, I'll report back. I'll, uh, I'll let you know how, how it was.
2: And with that, I think we're pretty much done, unless we have anything else we want to talk about.
1: Uh, well, uh, I don't know if we want to announce, but like it looks like uh, Hero and Skrull has been on the Manchester show. And in the, the progress show.
2: Yes, that that um yeah, they were teasing announced. that kind of in in WXW kind of, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks like from what the what the picture they post on their on the Twitter accounts.
2: And that that is an amazing main event for Manchester. Some of the uh, Manchester we... shows have been a little bit lacking recently,
1: but that's that's top notch. I really wish they had announced it beforehand because <laughs> like I wanted to go, but like I checked only a few days ago and the, the, the price for the flights are like a hundred euro dearer than they were only a few weeks ago. So like I'm not going to that now.
3: Let's go by boat. We'll be fine.
1: Just go by boat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: they've got uh, tickets on sale still. I, but I imagine by the time um, this drops, they won't, but they do have tickets on sale now.
2: Heavy shot at my editing skills.
3: <laughs> well no there's always a little bit of a delay between it's recording and it going live on the uh, on the site. so yeah yeah
1: yeah
3: <laughs> um it's a minor shot
2: <laughs> i've never actually seen a number for manchester or if i have i've forgotten it but i think it's slightly bigger than the electric ballroom um and obviously they haven't been running there as long so they don't have quite the the inbuilt fan base there but uh in general they they do sell out by the time they get the show gets around um but obviously they're running more and more shows um more than likely means that less and less people are going to all of them so it's a it's a balancing better ba- uh, easy for me to say it's a balancing act for sure but um yeah. progress is not the company to jump after uh, about um, not drawing
3: well um I've actually managed to get a ticket to a progress show, which um, that's never happened before. Um, which one? Yeah. that? Uh, 5,000 to 1. Uh, which that's is the next. Early July? That's June the 26th. Uh, it'll be oh, the gosh. next uh, Camden one. Right.
2: Uh,
3: that is now sold out. <laughs> so um, I kind of got in just before, before it was done. But normally I, I go to look at tickets and they, they've gone.
2: Yeah, you, for the Camden ones especially, you kind of have to be there when they're sending out the the email. It's getting slightly better now. Yeah, it um, does. It does
3: show that they're not selling quite as many tickets quite so quickly. Um, that I've actually been able to get in there because I didn't even realise they were on sale. Saw a, a tweet and managed to score a ticket.
2: I mean, it's 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 funny in a way that we're we're even talking about it because. They're selling out, they're just selling out slightly slower, yeah. and it's like oh it's dear, <laughs> danger, danger. Oh no, they, I wasn't they, saying that. They no, only sold it, out in one day.
3: It, it's a good thing. It's uh, It gives different people the opportunity to go, uh, because there's more shows. Which is the whole point of it, so um, I think they're doing good uh, good work with the business structure.
2: Yeah. yeah, so as mentioned previously, we'll be talking about um, the Super Strong Style 16 tournament on the next episode, which should drop... Probably next week, sometime. Um, The the shows are set to be uploaded onto uh, demand progress on. I think it's Friday and Tuesday, or maybe, or is it Tuesday and Friday? Is it this week Tuesday? It was supposed to be this week Friday, or?
3: uh, Yeah, uh, sorry, we're recording on Monday, so it will be tomorrow, as in the seventh of of June, and then on Friday, which is the uh, tenth. Tenth. Right,
2: right. I couldn't remember if it was this Tuesday or next Tuesday. So it's not too long. Um, by the time this goes out, it might be partially uploaded. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about that then um, with the return of Ollie. Hopefully, yeah. I guess plugs and outro. Uh, Johnny, do you have anything you want to? Uh, do you want to plug?
1: I only really have me Twitter account, which is uh, Apple's Johnny. I don't really have anything else.
2: Worth a follow. Worth a follow. As you know um,
3: yourself, Rob. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not plugging anything. I, I can't be plugged. R-
2: refusing to plug. You, you got your what culture plugs in. Well, no, uh, I,
3: I, I sat through that, that really long um, uh, paying the bills bit.
2: It wasn't that
3: long. Uh, it was pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> the people have heard enough, Rob. It's time to move on.
2: <laughs> Our hosting isn't free, guys. My plugs... You can go to voiceofwrestling.com and read stuff that I've written, or you can listen to stuff that I've said, like this. What a great plug. Um, or you can follow me, well, hopefully and you can follow me, on Twitter at the R Double. That's T-H-E-R-D-O-U-B-L-E. And I think with that, we're wrapping up. Uh, thanks for coming on, Johnny.
1: Thanks for having me on. Anytime you want me here, I'm here, I'm free.
2: Uh, hopefully I'll see you at um, this Sunday?
1: Yeah, it's hard to believe. fair.
2: Thanks for listening and goodbye.